I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So excited to have Natalie here. For those of you who don't know, she started Bala Bangles, which I'm sure everyone knows, especially since COVID. But they basically took those like old sandbaggy weights from the 80s and created style and merged a fitness company to a fashion company's face, um, which has done tremendously well. And now they are not just the Bala Bangles, the arm and wrist weights. They have a whole like beautiful line of other fitness products that you definitely all need for your home gym. And yeah, we are so excited to have you here. It's going to be a little bit different from typical podcasts where they're going to ask you how you started Bala, walk us through Shark Tank, Kickstarter, all that, which we'll probably still hear snippets. But this is going to be much more about like the feelings along the way, how you felt, like how was it working with your husband, who's also her co-founder and fulfillment or lack of fulfillment throughout the process. That sounds awesome. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. We, yeah, as Annabelle said, so we started this podcast, essentially, I moved back from New York in March. I was kind of like in between New York and LA. And Annabelle and I are newer friends, but we always like connected super deeply. And I remember we were about to meet at La Scala on like a week, at like 6 p.m. on a weeknight and like, you know, in athletic gear. And I was hysterically crying before because I was in such a dark place and I had just moved back and I was going through heartbreak and transitions with jobs. And I was like so lost. And I sit down (laughs) at dinner and I was so close to canceling because I was like, I don't know if she wants to see this energy. I sit down and she's crying. No. <laughs> yeah. But it was it like, you need a good cry. Yeah, and it, it was, was a beautiful just, moment because yeah. it made us see that we're not alone. And why were you crying? Uh, I don't know. I was just Something having a bad day. Tuesday, like, no, it was like was we in were a place but, of like not fulfilled yes. at work. I was dealing with a lot of like annoying, frustrating yeah. things. Yeah. But it was so nice to know that I wasn't alone in my feeling. And I think sometimes like the hardest part of life is feeling that you're alone in going through something. And when others can like validate the feeling and be like, no, no, no. Like, I feel like that too. It's yeah. just like, oh my God. It makes actually, you feel better. It really yeah, does. Totally. And yeah. like, and we just had this moment where I was like, on paper, like I'm super blessed, you know, but mm-hmm. like, I'm not feeling like good in life right now. And same thing with her. And we're in very different situations, like both work-wise relationships. Like I was newly single and she was married and it's like so easy to make assumptions and be like, oh, life is so easy for you, whatever. And we know how blessed we are, but just kind of having this moment and then that's how this podcast was born is like, we need to start showing people that like, it's not just what's on Instagram and it's not just like all good and all easy. And I think it's so easy to be like, you have a successful company, your co-founder is your husband, this and that, like, you know, you have a, a baby or another on the way. Like, it's just so easy to make a lot of assumptions about people like that. And I think our intention with this podcast is to kind of demystify this idea of having it all because- everyone has dark days and good days. And that journey is like so much about how you react to life. Mm -hmm. And 
that's sort of what this is more about than like a lot more real. Yeah. And yeah, it makes everyone feel better and more human. Exactly. Like knowing that everyone kind of has these experiences. So on that note, Mm -hmm. we always start. What is your definition of fulfillment? This is a good one. I think my definition of fulfillment is what fills your actual soul. Like what makes you, obviously what makes you happy, but also what actually fills your soul because you may think it's like, oh, a successful company or money or things mm-hmm. like that. But really it's, it might be like, just like the little moments, like hanging out with your toddler or I love Sundays with my family and like everyone comes over and we do like a pizza party. You know, it's like that fulfills me. So I think it's like what actually, you know, fills your soul up and makes you truly happy. And it's not the superficial things most of the time, if you really dig in. Did you find that when you started Bala, you thought that Bala would bring you fulfillment? I think there is like this, you know, why am I doing this sort of thing? Like you think about the end of it and Mm -hmm. it's like, it's, it's funny because it's like you said, you have like a rant, right? Mm -hmm. And so my, my end of Bala, like the reason it's like, oh, so that one day I can like sell the company and have like a ranch with all these animals. (laughs) And it's funny because it's like, you're working, you're doing all of this for that. It's funny. So it's kind of, Yes, I think there is a sense when you're building something that you feel like, oh, at the end, there's going to be this like, you know, pot of gold, not necessarily money, but fulfillment, whether it's like you've created something amazing or you have time on your hands finally. But I think the truth of it is like, and I've heard this from a lot of like founders who have exited and get like a lot of money and a lot of time. And then they're just like, they're actually unhappy. So I think you have to like think about that as well as like along the way, yeah, why am I even doing this? And like, what actually makes you happy? Because I think there is this like desire where it's like, you're in the hustle, you're building a brand for the end goal in a way, but really it's like the journey along the way that's like enjoyable. The journey is what makes you fulfilled. I was just telling Jasmine, when I quit my job to start Breeze, I've never felt more fulfilled in my life. Like to just Mm -hmm. create something and the build and like meet all these amazing people. And it was just so fulfilling. And the journey is the most fulfilling for me. And now I'm at a point where, you know, we survived COVID and there was a lot of like shit that went down during COVID of like, it was hard to be in a travel space during COVID. And now I'm like not as fulfilled by Mm -hmm. it. And that's okay because fulfillment like evolves, right? Mm -hmm. Like from Mm -hmm. one thing, something else now is time to bring me fulfillment, Mm -hmm. right? So I think it's interesting how our relationships with fulfillment really change over the course of time. Yeah. And I think sometimes there's like, especially speaking about like my specific experience and like building a brand and what I've heard from people who have like exited is like, there's actually weirdly what I've heard and who knows, I'll know (laughs) maybe eventually if I sell the company, but it's like, you know, what is actually fulfilling is the building of something Mm -hmm. more. And it's kind of like what you just said. Yeah. It's like the process. It's not so much like the end goal or like the why you think you're doing it. It's the process. And that's why you see a lot of people who sell their companies try to like go back and like be involved in like startup again or start something else. Cause it's like, I think a lot of the fulfillment comes from like building something and the unknown and you know, working really hard on. Do you feel like that's something you were present to during though? Because I know that in the projects I'm on, it's really easy to get bogged down in the details and you're sort of, you've had to come up for air and you're like, why am I even doing this? You know? And it's like, I think that's the reminder you kind of need, mm-hmm. but sometimes you don't know that till the end, right? Like sometimes you're like, wait, that was the fun part. And like, this was just one fleeting moment. Yeah. So it's like in building Bala, like I listened to a few of the podcasts you've been on, like, you know, packing up all these weights mm-hmm. and like, I think it was like 150,000 pounds in weights and all that it's stuff. Like, it's, it's like insane. <laughs> in those moments, which like are tiring and yeah. frustrating and you're tight on cash. Like, I guess, how do you get through those moments and how do you, I think this is like a three-part question. It's like, how do you get through those moments? I'm curious about your relationship with your husband because I'm sure you guys had to figure out how to like support each other during that Mm -hmm. time, both personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. And how do you keep your eye on the prize without escaping that like the process is what's important? Yeah, I mean, I think that's hard because like, oh, I'm still so very much in, I feel like the the building phase. But yeah, I think that was like, there's something like glamorous and romantic or mm-hmm. not glamorous. Okay. Romantic, <laughs> I'll say, about like the whole like shipping things from your garage and like FedEx or UPS pulls up and you're literally filling the truck 
And it's like your also, blood, guys, sweat, and tears. Also, guys, she's shipping weights, not like yeah, like yeah. Things. She's no. like literally yeah. exercising. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and there's like something They're like heavy. romantic about the early days because you're like it's it's everything's unknown and everything's also very exciting. So I do look back on that time like, oh, that was also like a beautiful time. But then I also try to, I mean, I feel like eventually at the end, I'll be like wanting to go back. So I do, I try to remember that now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I try to enjoy the little like moments, like the moments where I'm doing a podcast and meeting cool people or going to a cool founder dinner or a panel, you know? So I try to like really thoroughly enjoy all those moments along the way because it's like, you know, eventually you could get jaded or, mm -hmm. you know, so I you think like forget I, I try to be more it. aware of that. Um, and then I feel like you had other questions. So your <laughs> relationship with your husband working on it. Oh, yeah. I mean, just in general. No, just like, well, that too. But also <laughs> um, just kind of like how you guys started it together. And how did you know what to divvy up at the time? Yeah. Or like when you get frustrated with each other, what do you do? Did you do a lot of like communication work together? It's to, so hard. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we're frustrated each other, with each other right now. We've been so good lately. <laughs> but yeah, we're like frustrated with each other right now. And it's just it's hard because when things get stressful, whether it's like business cash or like having to like lay someone off or anything like really stressful at work is you naturally like kind of take it out on each other and you're carrying this stress, but you're also married. And really, it's like you really should like be there for one another. And I think we did coaching, which was helpful, but I still feel like we need to pick back up our, ther our therapy because <laughs> yeah, like, we like we ran out of time and stopped doing it but I need to like reprioritize that because I feel like when we are communicating well things are a lot better we're able to support each other and I think you know early days we were a hundred percent stepping on each other's toes and almost like I don't know if it was ego also but potentially um and so that was like a struggle but finally I think we got to a place where we did divvy up things and mm -hmm. we are so different that our roles are very different naturally what we're, our strengths and weaknesses are. So I think once we like kind of unlocked that, like I don't need to be in his lane and he doesn't need to be in mine, we overlap where we need to. I think that was like a huge unlock for us. And so I always like, anytime somebody asks me that question, I always advise, you know, couples who are co-founders or brother and sister to like kind of like try to find your swim lane and your strength. And of course you'll overlap, but it's like, if you can, ideally own different things that's like the best right I think for do you feel that way and you're like with your family life too like would you advise the same thing like to like stay in your lane like as a parent or like in your relationship outside of work yeah I think I don't know that one's that one's hard because I think it's like a little different outside of work yeah. there's a lot of blurred lines yeah yeah exactly like. family is like blurry and I'm like you know, I think we, my family and I have boundary issues. So I'm probably not the best. <laughs> so do we all. <laughs> yeah, we're like, we're all over each other. <laughs> but wait, going back to your husband and you, like working together, Max, right? Yeah. Okay. So did you have points of time, like throughout starting Bala and the journey through Bala, where you were like, you felt like a high and like incredibly fulfilled and he was just like, not? Did you ever have like a mismatch of like how you guys were feeling towards the business? All the time. He is like, he's the kind of guy where, for example, when we film Shark Snake and the whole time you film it, even till the day before you air, anything could happen and they could like drop you from the show or not air you. And like it happens, like they mm -hmm. overshoot people. And so you kind of have to like know that it's a small percentage of a chance, like 5% or something like that chance that you won't actually air yeah but they definitely like shoot people and then they don't air so like the whole time I'm more of like a positive optimistic thinker I'm like this is gonna happen everything's gonna work out like that's my way of thinking he is to the point where he even the day before we air on Shark Tank was like well it's not for sure it's not certain and I'm like we literally have an air date like everything it's it's gonna air tomorrow and he's like well not until it happens like he very much is like nothing is real until it happens. Like he, he can't like celebrate it or see it that way. And so I think we're opposite in that sense. And honestly, every, like in every part of the business, we're like that. But I think it's helpful because he is like so much more of a realist and right. I'm so much more of a dreamer. And so it's like, it's able to balance like the business and us out. I'm like, this is definitely happening. Like seeing stars yeah. and he's just like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, you know? it's good. So, Does that ever like bring holes. you down? From your high? Like, does it ever detract from, like, you being, like, on cloud nine? Yes, but it's good. Okay. It's good because I think it's, like, 
it's you need that balance. And I think we are very unbalanced in that area. So I think for the business, it's good to have that balance. Like we need the realism. Okay, come down to earth. What's actually And then possible. you can dream big yeah, and Yeah, and he all. definitely is like a dreams big for the business and stuff like that. But he's just like a realist on like, unless it's happening, it it's not happening. You yeah, know, like yeah. it's like, if it hasn't happened yet, like I don't know if it's going to happen. You know, he's very like, He'll see it. It's to, like a practical side. It. It's Aaron's a practical side. Yeah. Exactly. Is it a guy thing? I thought it was, he's from the East Coast. My I husband thought it was an is East so Coast thing. Yeah, it's a pragmatist. Yes. But it's ultimately good, I guess, because he's foreseeing some of the like issues because and he's, roadblocks he's on Earth. That you may not see. Because I'm, I'm, like, I'm not on Earth. Dreaming big. I'm literally like, not on Earth. <laughs> not on Earth at all. But you do need that like vision. The both, yeah. You need that. That's interesting. The balance, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's always like, and I think it goes back to like your swim lanes too. It's like you have different strengths and you have different weaknesses. And those are some of his and those are some of yours of like being able to like zoom out and be optimistic and all that. But it's about like finding that complementary balance and it's like how do we work together utilizing yeah. our strengths and not trying to like compare and like you don't do yes. this properly. I don't do this properly. Like, you know, yeah, and like, there's how a fault do you stay to each. on the same team? There's a fault to each because it's like my dreamerness makes me also can be naive, yeah, you know? Right. And it's like, sometimes being naive is actually really great when you start a business because you're like not seeing all the pitfalls and the roadblocks. You're just like, we're going to do this. And so like, I think that's that's helpful, but I think there's like definitely positives and negatives to both sides of that. And I think if you look at a lot of like partnerships, both like business-wise or marriages, like there's often one that's a little more pragmatic and one that's a little yeah, more. Yeah, I think you do need that. Yeah. But wait, question for you. So you said you're the one who's like more not on earth and he's more practical, but wasn't Max <laughs> the one who told you that you guys should quit your job? That's and the funny thing. So that's why Indonesia? it's like he is like a dreamer in that sense. Like he comes up with crazy product ideas and like, you is know, he a product big, guy? Yes, he's a product guy. And he so designed all he, of our products. So he's oh, a dreamer in the sense he's very creative and he'll like be like, you know, like he can see where the company's going and like he's a vision, I'll say a visionary, yeah, okay. but he's realistic. Like it's okay. like, you know, we're, let's say we're like launching in Target or something like it is not real until it's like on the shelf, even if we right. have the PO, you know, but he definitely is a visionary. I mean, he came up with all the products. Right. So it's just kind of, I guess he's an interesting guy. Yeah. So wait, walk me back though to the time where he called you after like, you were dating for like three months, right? And he was <laughs> not like- Not even. I think we were dating for you, like when three you weeks. And he was like, Walk even further back than that. Yeah. You guys were working together. Yes. Directly. Not directly. So it was an agency. Yes. And so it was- 1770 and it was larger it was probably like 400 people at that point okay. and so it was more like we knew of each other and then there was like this crazy party Ooh. and then it was like it <laughs> and was she was like dating vibes. someone and I was I was like about to get engaged to someone no. it was juicy and then there were vibes and it was like well this is what's gonna so work out so <laughs> you call, basically called off the yes, engagement you exactly. were close to yeah wow and so okay this uh, this is more of a relationship <laughs> question but like that's the point of this podcast is like figuring these things out is because I'm single, mm -hmm. I'm dating someone, but like I'm not engaged <laughs> yeah. or married. But so, okay. What did, was it like a gut feeling that you were like, there's a vibe. I mean, it takes a lot of courage to leave a relationship yeah. without like. Well, there was a lot going on behind the scenes, but I think definitely with Max, there was just like a very strong connection I'll say where okay. it was like were you guys friends first no we barely we didn't know each other so it was an inner knowing like you yeah, just felt it just it. was a very strong connection it was like I just am gonna be around this person and you liked being around him like you were like this is yeah I didn't even know him me. I was just like this is like a strong connection oh interesting yeah okay and do you <laughs> feel like you're typically led by that like your gut and you're like Yes. And you have like confidence in that. Because I feel like that's something that I definitely struggle with. Like sometimes I'm like, I know in my gut something, but yeah. I'll still choose the other one. Yeah. Well, my gut is sometimes a lot part. of times wrong. Like I, I look what back on some that? of the, I, I know, like, I've, like, like I'm very that? intuition and gut led. Right. But then if I look back, yeah, sometimes it's a miss. <laughs> See, I actually find that my gut is always right. When I'm oh, clear wow. on it, I'm like, can we use Whoa. your gut? No, I'm like, because it's like this okay, business so going to years. And I we're just talking about this, but it's like you really have to allow your yourself the time for stillness and like with no distractions yeah. and no like external stimulus to to create the like gut heart connection, so mm -hmm. that 
when I'm like, okay, like I have a decision to make. And instead of like picking up my phone and like Googling something or calling a friend, I'm like, okay, let me get quiet for a second. Let me see like what my gut is telling me. I'm Mm -hmm. making sure it's coming from a place of like authenticity to myself versus like my ego or how I want to be portrayed or external stimulus or whatever my friend or investor seems to think. Right. So I think it's like, I never had a strong gut connection until I started meditating a lot. And now I'm like, not that it's always right, but yeah. when I feel like I'm making a decision <laughs> yeah. from a place of authenticity, I usually feel like it guides me in the right path. I mean, yeah. that's awesome. And it makes sense. It's like if you meditate, you're getting close to like getting rid of your phone and all that. It's like you're more. I know the phone is the, the phone biggest. phone is so it's bad. So bad. It's so bad. Like this week, I was like, I, I was just saying this to Annabelle. It was like both my Band-Aid and my crutch. It was like my Xanax when I knew it was also what's causing the problem. Like it's I was a like, drug. it's a drug. Like I'm addicted, but I'm like, just like, I need to be like sleep next to it. It's I know. I want to like, I, I have a new thing as of yesterday <laughs> um, <laughs> where I was like, I don't want my phone like in the bedroom. No, like, it shouldn't be. So I be. put it like in the closet. I did it last night. And every now and then I did this previously, but I was like, I'm going to do a rule around this with myself. Like, Put it in the closet. Yeah. And like, it's not in my bedroom. Especially because it's like, it's work related. You know, it's like, oh. It's, yeah. It's I keep lot. my phone downstairs, but then I rely on Aaron to wake me up. Yes. Because I don't have an alarm. Is the, but the then my mom's like, why don't you just buy an alarm clock? I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. But going back for space, for stillness, like when you went to Indonesia and when you just quit your job and traveled, like that gave you time for stillness, which allowed exactly. you to create Bala. Exactly. And so that's you what have I always say it. it was like the first time in my career I had like, I wasn't in a hustle culture for the first time. And so it was like, I was able to think clearly. <laughs> so when you were at 72 and Sunny, you described it was hustle culture. It's an agency. Yeah. I feel like All that's agencies yeah, typical. were pre-COVID. Yeah. I don't know if they oh, still are. Yeah, like what's the culture post? I have no idea. But at 72 and Sunny, were you like, I'm itching to do something different? Like what was your mindset there? I mean, we were definitely overworked and a bit burnt out. And I... Were you fulfilled? But I liked the, work the you were job doing? at the okay. time. I, li- I did like them? the job. It was like brand manager. So okay, like, cool. you know, on the brand side of things. But basically, um, yeah, I liked the job at the time, but I do I was overworked. So I was like, okay, I gotta get out of this sort of thing. But it wasn't like it wasn't like a need. I was just like, oh, we are overworked and this sounds like a cool opportunity. Let's go travel. Right. So you just And that was the dreamer also. I guess it was his idea. So he's the dreamer, but I also was like, let's go. So Yeah, you were just like yeah. caution to the wind. Yeah, exactly. We were talking about how on one of the podcasts you were on, you were like yeah, there's always going to be a job on the other side, which is also such an abundance mindset. Because that's like... Dreamer, baby. Yeah. She's a dreamer. That's a dreamer. Like, and also, that's like being young and naive. Like naive you know, it's like... And it's but like, it's good. Like, because that does kind of create your reality in yeah, some way, right? Yeah, if I didn't right? think like that, then I wouldn't... Bala wouldn't have happened. Exactly. So it's like, kind of had to think like that. And I mean, there is maybe always a job because it's like, worst case, like, you know, you could get a job at a grocery store. So, you know what I mean? It's like there's yeah, always something. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's so, that, see, that's Were you like, always like that? Like, were you always yeah. like a risk, like take risks, like go out of my comfort zone? Like walk me back to like post-college yes. or like high school, Natalie. Always. Um, <laughs> where'd you grow up? 
in Austin. Okay. And then never even went to New York. I had never been. And I was like in middle school with my best friend. I was like, we're going to, she wanted to move to New York in college. And I was like, I want to, too. I'd never even been in middle school. And then we, from Texas, that was crazy at the time. They're like, right. moved to New York. It's like, it's not that crazy. But um, yes, always kind of was, so took a chance. Moving to New York is always crazy. It yeah, is crazy it- when you're like, you know, like 17 and from Austin and haven't traveled that much. So at the time it was like, whoa, New York, like what? So, so that's so like fun. a common, it's a common <laughs> it's a theme time. in your time. life to, to just like go out of your comfort zone, take risks. Like you didn't fit in like the mold of like what society was saying when you were growing up, you were kind yes. of just like, I'm going to color outside the lines. I'm going to be like who I want to be Focus on joy. Yes. And I think sometimes like the more you take risks and if you see it works out, the easier it is. But I will say there's some risks that we've taken that have not worked out, like, you know, like real estate ventures like mm-hmm. things like that yeah um where we're just like let's do it um but those or even like we bought our house two years ago and we're like oh we're gonna like completely redesign it and we haven't yet and so we're like just living in like an 80s looking house <laughs> <laughs> it's very cute but it's like it's okay we need to finish from, this house it's like the old it's like ankle weights belong yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. we're slowly remodeling but it's like then when we did it, we were like, we're going to remodel like this summer. And, you know, things right. happen. So, and then yeah. you're having another child and this and yeah. that. Yeah. Well, other things take priority. But I also think that's the thing with life is like, if you, you need to take enough risks that work out, it sounds like, to have the confidence to do it again. But mm-hmm. you also need not failures, but like the ones that kind of brought on challenges to give you that resilience. Because you're yes. like, I'll be okay. Because I think exactly. it's more about a self-trust thing. Yeah, it's, it's about trust. Qu- yeah. Like quitting. I mean, it's about there's trust. There's been like, lots of instances like that on Bala where we were like, oh yeah, let's just do this. It'll work out. And then looking back, it was definitely a mistake. But right. nothing is mistakes is what I've learned in yeah. business. It teaches it's all you something. Yeah. It teaches you something. But like, did it lose the company money? money yes. Or, you know, but, and but like not... Was- that was growth. And if you didn't spend that money, you would have done another quote Stupid unquote mistake yeah, down exactly. the road that it you didn't true. learn. Yeah, right? You need to every, learn. That's why I don't really believe in failures because it's like every time you like quote unquote fail, that means you grew. Yeah, so it doesn't exactly. mean anything. It doesn't change your life course exactly. because you quote unquote failed. And normally failure is just something that is viewed to the external world mm-hmm. as failure and they call it failure. Yeah. Right. But that's or not even failure. in your own mind. Yeah. I feel like we're hard on ourselves too. Oh, yeah. We're just like, oh, I like, like, I feel like that's always Me my and Jasmine are, like, recovering perfectionist type A. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's why with this podcast, we're, like, casual. We're having fun. Like, remember yeah. why we're doing this. Yeah. Like, no, no perfectionists like, together. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, hard. even, like, picking the intro music on these, like, funny <laughs> websites. And you're, like, I was, like, I okay, we need to just. Okay, real. Okay, this, we need to talk about this. This is interesting. So you're not a perfectionist. Never have been. I don't think so. So you're sort of, like, carefree, caution to the wind, like, Let's just do pick it. One. That's beautiful. Pick that one. Is I'm so like, I'm like, cool. literally pick one. I don't have time to look at all. That music. is so. Cool. Does that mean you? You trust- need a combo though. Max is a perfectionist. Does that mean though you trust more when you're like you just pick one? Then you're putting trust into your employees or into Max to just choose yes. one, and yes. you you think that whatever they decide is the best interest of the company. Yes, I think my thing is like speed is could be better, and then if you have perfectionists on the team, like you know, can like balance each other out in that sense. And so, yeah. Because for me too, speed equals you learn faster. Because if you take more time to make a decision, then you're slowing down your growth. Imagine the things yeah, you can be doing in that time. It's the efficiency factor. Efficient. I know. You're getting the data back. You're realizing I'm what's good and what's bad. I'm such a maximizer. And then yeah. I end up being like, what's the best? And I go into these research holes and I'm like, I'm just max. wasting And then we tell a friend and then ask 10 yeah. different friends for yeah, opinions. Yeah, and then I'm like, <laughs> what you really need is just like come back to yourself. Yeah, yeah. again, it's the stillness. Or go to Asia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> truly exactly. anywhere where you can have time for stillness yeah. and to like really get to know very yourself. hard to find these days stillness. but do you feel like you've always been connected to yourself in that way and that's why you're not a perfectionist because you're just like no let's just do it like is it feel like from a place of efficiency or like a trust from just yourself. a trust from yourself like it'll work out I'll do it like I you know just kind of your inner knowing I think it's like a trust for myself for sure and no yeah knowing that it's going to work out it's like blue or you know gray for the kitchen wall it's like go with your your cut and then just like move on yeah because there's just a lot to 
you know. Okay. Because I do think that's a self-trust thing, too. It's a self-trust, but do you also, like, believe in, like, a higher power? Like, Jasmine and I are, like, very much into, like, like, the universe has control. Like, this is not in our control. And I think for me, sometimes when I doubt myself, but I have trust in that it's all going to work out because the universe is in control. Mm -hmm. So, like, that also helps me, like, believe and keep the faith. I definitely believe there's a higher power. I'm like, there has to be, yeah, a point. And... Well, that's why it's just called just, What's the Point? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Like, there's got to be a point, yeah, right? Because yeah. that's sort of what we're up against. And I that's definitely also, believe that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe the process is the point. Yeah. Maybe it is. The like, journey. Life is just a series of processes. It's all about uncovering more about yourself and bettering yourself. Do you feel like... My best friend's dad is actually writing. He's like a cowboy and like he sings beautiful <laughs> songs. It. And oh he basically is writing this like beautiful, like his whole thing is like about life in the in-between. And he's mm-hmm. like writing a beautiful song about it. And it's all about like life in the in-between because life is not meant to be like lived in these like big moments it's like that you remember and you like photograph and all these things but it's like life is lived in in between so the moments of like hugging your toddler like coffee Mm. with your husband in the morning or whatever it is so driving in traffic and listening to a podcast like it's like it's that's where Jasmine, True that should life be our is soundtrack for our podcast. Yes. <laughs> Send us his. Oh, yeah. A little country. Yeah, I know. Honestly, He's actually really good. He clearly gets our point. Yeah. yeah. No, and I actually did read that somewhere and it really stuck with me that it's like, we think life is all about like the big moment, the big reveal, mm-hmm. like when Bala hits target shelves, like it's like mm-hmm. all about those things. But the truth is, it's like most of life is not those moments. Mm-hmm. Most of life is like the kind of the things. humdrum, the like day to day and like being in traffic mm-hmm. and going to get coffee and like how can you be super present to those moments and enjoy those moments. Yeah. And even in hindsight, thinking about like where this podcast was born, like was I probably at that time really caught up in like, you know, the I'll be happy when probably, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, like in hindsight, like I was probably really like, when I figure this all out, I'll have peace. But the truth is, like, that's clearly not it. And that's, like, the human condition. condition is right. like, literally, I feel like you have to, like, really train your mind to not be, like, I'm happy when. or it becomes Because I'm very much like, oh, I'll be happy when our kitchen is finished. <laughs> when I stop living in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, it's literally, like, that is, like, my, I, it's, like, it's so hard. And I, I think I'm a happy person, but it's, like, you know, it's, like, impossible to break out of that. I'll be happy when. Oh, I'll feel great on Bala when. Yeah. You know, it's like that is just the it's way it is. It's really toxic, but really like social media, I feel like has trained us to be, I'll be happy when, because mm-hmm. we're also, no one is on, I mean, okay, so I had COVID last week and I deleted Instagram because I was like, I'm in quarantine and yeah. I need to rest and like, I don't need to be scrolling Instagram. Yes. But then Q, TikTok. <laughs> oh, you were TikTok. Luckily, TikTok. I have not gotten into that yet. Yes. Okay. Like, I, but I know I need to for I'm the not, brand. I'm like, I'm I, find I, someone to do it. Find That's what I'm doing. Someone to do yeah. it for you. The truth is, is like, I don't still have that. I think we just were the Instagram generation, right? So like, I'm so much more of an Instagram person. I'm so millennial in that way. But I was on TikTok for four hours and I came out of it and I felt icky. I yeah. felt like wrong. I was like, you I don't sinned. remember anything. I don't remember anything. I'm just absorbing. I'm like, they could be giving me subliminal messages and I wouldn't know. Like I was brainwashed. It was so scary. You're like taking away like pieces of your life. A hundred percent. And like being influenced. Like I always say, I was like, I wonder what my style would be if I didn't have Instagram. Yeah. Like how would I dress? Like, what would be true to me? You know what yeah. I mean? Because no, you have no you idea. You would be more unique and different. And, and that's the thing in life. It's like, everyone's the same. Like, everyone's mm-hmm. trying to be the same and wear the clothes that the model wore or like, go to like this like it's also Instagram so friendly place to take pictures because that blogger did that. Like, that's not life. Like, we need to embrace our authenticity and our differences and yeah. like lean into them more. And also, as Jasmine said, like the power of vulnerability, like sharing your true story, not your highlight reel that you post yeah. on social media or what you're like talking about to the media we need to like be more vulnerable and then in that way like you also show that like you're not alone like you're also dealing with that like don't worry there's a thousand other people that are dealing with that yeah I can't wait for the day and I feel like it has to come at some point where there's going to be like more of an anti-technology moment it's definitely because I feel like you know we're all like 
you know, sucked in and aliens and like it's sucking our soul away and we're not remembering like conversations <laughs> and it's just we like, have no it's memory dark. and focus. It's like, it's you don't write I feel it down, like we don't. I think about like my son growing up and like that. And it's like, it's horrible. The screens are horrible, but we're all addicted. So it's like, I cannot wait for the day where it has to come, where there's going to be like an anti- technology thing going on it's, so it's really hard though as like a brand and like you need to be on say. social like it's like i feel like i'm speaking out of two you know sides but um it yeah i mean it has to come. something has to come where it's like at least more back to where it used to be like using your phone for like just i think that's the problem because it's like there's what's happening in iran right now i'm persian so it's like yeah. near and dear to me yeah. and social media is the only thing that's amplifying their voices and that's amazing yeah that's great that's right? some good that's to social media. great and same thing with brands and small yeah. businesses being able to reach more people like a small restaurant in italy can get more foot traffic because you know i'm looking at it from yeah. la and that's yeah. incredible but then the other side everything in between is like so toxic. The problem is it's extremes. There's no middle ground. Like it's so hard to find the balance. Like Jasmine and I have both like deleted Instagram when we've had enough, but instead we could have just been like, you know what? I'm not going to go on. We don't have that willpower. Well, it's, really it's like hard. extremes. Like you go on all the time or like, you know, it's beautiful that it supports Iran and, and amplifies mm -hmm. the message. But then on the flip side of that, it's like so horrible for people's body images growing mm -hmm. up and like comparing oh themselves, God, right? Know. The it's TikTok so hard to find too. the like middle ground. It's just like constantly on the extremes and yeah. that's like where there's issues yeah mm -hmm. well and I think that's what distracts from like purpose you know like I think this whole idea of like fulfillment and what's the point it's like I feel like we're all just so distracted by like what other people are doing mm -hmm. and then that influences which is what I also want to ask you is like I guess you needed that moment of clarity you had to quit your job get out of hustle culture to really like like walk us through like ideation of Bala and mm -hmm. then I guess like were you like, wow, this is it. This is the leap I need to take. I mean, you seem pretty, you know, risk savvy already, which is great. But like, was it like, oh my God, this is my knowing the same way you were with your husband? Like, or was it just sort of like, I'll just try this and see what happens? It was very much, I'll just try this and see what happens. Okay. And it was literally like side hustle. Like we, uh -huh. we, we literally on our vision board, it didn't say like make a bala, like a billion dollar company or something. <laughs> it was like side hustle, you know, right. <laughs> like just said side hustle. And then I have another thing where it was like a vision board. Like when we started bala, it was like 10 units a day, like selling 10 units a day was like our goal, which is crazy. Cause you know, that's just not a lot. <laughs> so basically it was a side hustle. It was very much a, let's see what happens. And then whenever we launched it, there were like, you know, a little bit into it, it was like this is going to be big. So, right. Yeah. See, but I feel like that's almost better because you're not, I was listening to an Oprah podcast. Mm -hmm. and I think it was like Stephen Pressfield or some someone, or maybe Gary Zukov talks about how you like can't really trick the universe like with your intentions. So if like you're just doing it for money and mm -hmm. like whatever, that kind of, that sucks the fun out of things. Mm -hmm. Like the play out of like, like this was just passion project. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It sounds like something fun to do with your husband and mm -hmm. like, or your boyfriend at that time. Mm -hmm. And like that's such a different energy. Mm -hmm. It sounds like way more playful, way more like exciting, collaborative. It like sparks a different part of your brain, right? Versus like, we need to make this big and we need yeah. to like be building, you yeah. know, like that's it's coming from her. It was authentic. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. It's, it's so different. You make different decisions along the way. And I think that is true to how we built the brand. It was like very iterative yeah. along the way mm -hmm. and very like, okay, we're going to take this step and then we know this is the next step, but we don't know the next 10 steps, you know? And so, but we're just going to, you know, take baby steps towards our, right. our goal. And, and so it was very And you were having fun doing it? Definitely, yeah. I think it was, it's I like it's the so unknown important. is really fun because it's like, oh, this could be. Yeah. Thing. So let's yeah. talk about fun for a second because I think we strip out joy into so many things of our in our life because we're focused on like doing it because we think we're supposed to do it. It's like even like it's a choice to have joy, right? Like if you're sitting in traffic, which there's so much traffic in LA, it's like it's my choice to be frustrated mm -hmm. or I could be like, you know what? I'm going to have a joyful drive and I'm going to turn on a podcast or put on some music and blast like my music and sync. Mm -hmm. Like it's our choice. And mm -hmm. I think so often we're always like leaning towards another emotion other than joy. Why are we doing that? Why are we stripping out joy and fun? Yeah. And in the day to day, in the mundane, it's yes, like you in should the be like, yeah, when that's what your life is all about. Yeah. Like we're always looking forward to like, oh, going to a concert or like, or like an event and dinner. that will be fun. But Vacation. like, why can't I have fun in like 
just yeah, like walking. A, well, it goes back. You might to have the, more fun if you blasted the music and just like saying, yeah, you know, yeah. no more fun then than like going to like Lake Tahoe. You know, you yeah. never know that could be actually more fun. So yeah, I think that's that's interesting. It's like yeah, finding that fun is not the phone though. I feel like the no. phone has to be away. And then you have to like almost like be outside. I don't and know. yeah, nature being deeply that's why people present. like like it's like that's why it's like fun to drink, you know, because it like it like <laughs> it loosens gets rid you of up. your yeah. yeah, it loosens you up, but gets rid of your you know thinking about yeah, exactly yeah. all the stuff. Like yeah. I always feel like if we were more like kids and just like playful like kids, our lives would just be so much better. Like not worrying about like well, why I'm doing this. Like I'm just having fun. I'm playing. I think about and it that makes every day with my toddler because he's literally like we'll be like driving on the highway and he's like, wheel, like it's all wheel, yeah. you know, or like it's a like this tractor, you know, or like an, car. an A yeah. on the sign and it's like ABCs, like it's just that's so fun. Yeah, I wish like I was like everything that. Is everything is the so, coolest. Yeah, you know, they say like kids at that age are almost like people on mushrooms because they're like it's so, so cute. It's true. Because like, they're like the cult, like they're just so immersed in the yeah. present and everything is fascinating to them. Yeah. But it's like we've kind of, we've lost that. But that's a huge part of fulfillment, right? Yeah. If you can be like super fulfilled by the conversation you're having when you're ordering a coffee mm-hmm. with your barista, like that's can be really fulfilling. I feel like a lot of it goes back to the the gratitude thing too. Yeah. If you like are like, yes, today's a hard day. But if you list like five things you're thankful for, like Mm -hmm. it really does help your mindset. And it's like, wait, it's not so bad. I'm actually happy. You know, it's like. Is that something a practice that you do? I've done it on and off for sure. When I do it, it's like happier for sure. But I think gratitude is like definitely a big piece in fulfillment because then you're kind of like, if you practice gratitude and what you're thankful for, it's like you just naturally feel like more appreciative and more fulfilled. Your lens is so different. Yeah. Yeah. Like you see things. Well, it's like you said earlier, you're able to be in the process and be like, let me like savor this. It also, I think it also goes back to remembering nothing is forever. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it won't be like this forever. So like, why not enjoy it? Cause I'm going to look back and be like, remember when we were packing up those boxes, like just you and me, like, that's really sweet. But I think it's really it can be increasingly difficult to remember that in the moment. And I do think the phone, now that we're making this about the phone, death of the phone, (laughs) is like, once you're like scattered and on your phone, it's so hard to be like grateful and present Mm -hmm. and like really having deep conversations because you're like, my mind is in so many places. Right. And you don't even know where your mind is because you forgot what you just saw. And then you're like kind of reacting to the world. You're not like fully here. Yeah. Yeah, you have a feeling and then instead of like processing the feeling, you lean for your phone or some other external stimulus mm-hmm. and then you forget about it. But that trigger has not gone away. It's just being buried deep in. Yeah. And then like you're going to forget about it and then it's going to come up to haunt you later exactly. on. Right. Exactly. But I, I like your point about like, you know, everything is temporary. Right. And like when through Bala challenges and through a lot of things like you face resilience and you just know that the, that thing is temporary and you evolve and you grow. And it's actually quite beautiful that things are, are temporary and to take them for what they are. And even the moments that are really challenging, you know that there's going to be a lot of growth from that. Like we were having a horrible evening in ourselves and we came together and we, this is how the podcast was born. So it's actually quite beautiful. All the amazing things that can happen from that place too. And just know that that feeling is just a temporary thing. Mm -hmm. I have a question. Did you ever have days this is really personal, but both of you, <laughs> I, I'm more like gauging resilience in people. We're also just trying to learn, mm-hmm. but like both in your relationship and in your business, especially because the two are kind of like synonymous in some ways, have days where you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, or you're like just the like, relationship and the like business? kind of both. Like, yeah. I guess in some ways it's like, like, did you have days where you, I guess, were riddled with doubt? Definitely, definitely and days you're like, that I'm I'm not sure if this is yeah. right. Both. Or de- definitely days where I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, can I be a stay at home mom? Yeah. Um, of course. I feel like that's just part of it. When you have to do, we had to like go through some layoffs recently, and that was like, I was like, I Cringe, really yeah. don't want to do this. Like, yeah. this is horrible. How am I gonna? Like, I didn't see the other side, and then I was like, can I just quit? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see that all the time. Especially at the beginning, did you have those moments? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a little bit throughout, it's just like a really hard day or, you know, it's really hard building a business. And then it's like, you know, every day is like almost like a game of whack-a-mole. You're like constantly 
there's problems every day. Yeah. If there aren't problems, like you have more work to do sort of thing. Right. And so I think that can be draining, but it also teaches you the resilience because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, but this is the job. I realized along the way that the job isn't all like the cool stuff. It's, it's dealing with problems every day and seeing like a way out and seeing a way through. And so I think that was like a really powerful um, realization of mine. But yeah, it's tough. There's sometimes where it's just like draining and wears on you. I feel like it's, for me, it's like being a traffic cop. I don't know if you resonate with that, but it's like things come to you, like all these fires all the time and your job is to like- yes. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That is actually very true. I mean, there's just problems every day. Yeah. You you know, every single day. It's your job to take in that quote unquote issue and not come from a place of reactivity and just like problem solve and creative solutions to fire extinguisher that problem out. Yes, yeah. exactly. But you have like, to like see the way through and lead the people down the path. Yes. And you have to remain calm because if you get all like antsy, whatever, then you're leading from a place of like lack, mm-hmm. scarcity, fear. Mm-hmm. And if you just of- know that it's going to be part of your day to day, it helps you remain calm because you're like, this is the job. The job is not the cool stuff. This is the job. Yeah. And then you just kind of. And you're still fulfilled in that. Like, how do you keep yourself, like, sprite and, like, you have kids, you're pregnant, you know, it's like, how do you, like, I feel like it's pretty human that you wouldn't wake up every day being like, I'm energized and ready to go. And so it's like, during those moments, like. How do you, like. Yeah, like, power through. I think, like, finding the things that make me happy and fulfilled. So it's, like, stupid, but it's like, I do, like, a a monthly facial and, like, that's a non-negotiable, you know, like, that sort of thing. Or it's like, if it's a really stressful day, being like, I just have to like walk or order pizza in and just lay here and watch TV for hours. You know, it's like, I think just like allowing yourself those times. Yeah, because I think for sure there's some days where I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I literally have meetings from 7.30 to 5 and I'm not feeling it today, you know? And you just like have to. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to make my coffee and like try to enjoy it. But at the end of the day, I'm like ordering pizza and I'm not moving for four hours or something like that. So I think it's like just knowing that. Like how to take care of yourself. Yeah. And knowing that some of of the time is not going to be enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Like some of the days you are going to wake up and be like, you see your calendar and you're like, no, how will I do this today? (laughs) You know? So I think that's like part of it. And that's whenever you like are like, okay, I'm going to put my hard worker hat on and just like, and it. also know yeah. that know that this feeling is temporary and it tomorrow is. Every, will be better. And, and to be honest, like maybe in two hours it'll be better. It's like, yeah. it is temporary. So it's like, start. Yeah. yeah. So like when everything. do you feel like throughout this whole Bala journey that you were the most fulfilled? That's a really interesting question. I think it's like, not like a specific time. I think it's, it's moments and it's like when you can appreciate some bringing something to life like Mm -hmm. whether it's like a product that finally launched or a really cool like women's wear daily panel like it's like the things that make you happy and I love like art like I love photo shoots and I love like you know meeting cool people and brand partnerships like I love that side of the business so it's like being able to enjoy those moments and I think it's not like one specific time I look back on that was like fulfilling. There's like fun times throughout the journey. Mm -hmm. Some of the unknowns, I think it's more about like these moments throughout where it's like, okay, what do I love to do in the business? Even if it's not my key role and when do I get to enjoy that? And that's where I have like moments of fulfillment. So when you're focusing on your magic, you feel most fulfilled, like in your strength, yeah. in your power. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a because feeling. It's like and what I like, like, also like, I would call it like the perks, the perks right. of having a brand. It's like, and that's like, some of that stuff is like, I like it. And it's like, it's fulfilling to be able to meet like other cool founders and go to like a dinner and just like talk like, about our issues together. Yeah. What's that's fun some of the fun and stuff that's for me. Yeah. This idea of like possibility, like unknown, yeah. like you don't know where it's going to go and mm-hmm. that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's a huge learning in this yeah. conversation. Did fulfillment change for you when you had your first child? Yeah, definitely. Everything changed. And it's like, he's my fulfillment. Like when he like runs to me, gives me a hug. Like that is, he's really the fulfillment. Like at the end of the day, it's like, he's up here and ball is way down there. You know, it's like, that is the reason or my why personally. And so, yeah, he's what really makes me fulfilled. How old is he? Almost two. 
Oh. And your priorities shift. They really do. Well, I think being a mother, I'm sure, also just changes. Everything changes. Everything. It's like, I don't really care about, it's like, it's him, you know? So yeah. You don't sweat the small stuffs anymore. I'm like, nothing else really matters. It's a good, like, That's, lesson. I think it's good. I wish yeah. we all, like, like <laughs> until we have kids, it's yeah. like... We it's all everything need a healthy they say. dose of that. It's everything they say. It's like, that's what really matters. And you like look back and I'm like, what the heck did we like do all weekend long? Yeah, Whatever. Like, what was were we doing before? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a like beautiful a, thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I know we have to get you out of here. So we want to ask one last yes. question. So we end every podcast with just asking, what's the point? Mm. I know it's a loaded question, but what do you think the point is? I think it's family. So I think first and foremost, like I'm very close to my family and I just talked about my son. It's like family is the point. But then I think it's kind of what I said earlier, the song, the cowboy, my best friend's dad is writing. It's like the point is the life in between and not the big, the big moments. It's Mm -hmm. like enjoying the ride and the journey because it's like when it's all over, it's like. I saw a really sad like YouTube thing about um, (laughs) it was like this long epic monologue about how it was like a wife saying it to her husband about, you know, well, we're going to miss the days when there's like a sippy cup in every room and like milk on the floor and like toddlers waking us up at 4 a.m. And then there's going to be like quiet and stillness. Like in the retirement years, it was Mm kind of like that was like the purpose Mm -hmm. of it. And it just like made me really sad and made me be like, this is the like the time. Like now is the time where I'm going to like look back when I'm 50 and be like, that was like the time of my life, you know? So in between, that's really beautiful. (laughs) The life in between. The life in between. That's true. Well, thank you so much, Natalie. You're amazing. Everyone, buy Bala if you don't have them already, but they have other (laughs) cool things in their repertoire now. Um, But thank you so much. That was such a beautiful conversation. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.